Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Raziel and I'm the host of the show where I get to interview Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the games. Today, we have probably one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. It is with Gracie Clapp-Taylor. She was of USA Skills and she is currently retired. Uh, she was a part of Team USA since 2003 and unfortunately was not able to go to the 2018 Olympics. Um, but she is one of the most amazing people, again, that I think I've ever talked to. This interview is incredible. Um, and then we find out towards the end that uh, she's actually going to LA to be an actress. So it's definitely uh, a pretty interesting story that she's got. So please, if you guys don't mind, make sure to listen to the entire thing because it is awesome with Gracie Clapp-Taylor. All right, today, special guest, former, ooh, former Team USA member. Does that, oh, that gives me the chills. Gracie Clapp-Taylor of USA Skeleton. She was born May 5th, 1992 in Arlington, Virginia. She actually lived a pretty big portion of her life in England, so I'm excited to hear about that. That was most of her childhood. She first started as a track star, my words, not hers, my words, um, and uh, then began sliding in about 2010 where she was invited to a camp and really started doing it, I guess, full-time, let's say, in 2011. Um, she's shaking her head. I know you guys can't see her, but it's great. Don't worry. Um, she was the national push champion in 2013 and in 2014. So after two years, she was already the best in the country. Not that bad. Um, Gracie was, um, she started, I guess, on the team in 2013. And as I said, she's a former member. She recently retired. So she lived, uh, what is it, like a comet, like really bright for five years. And then, you know, you got to, all great things come to an end. So Gracie, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So yeah, I guess, I mean, there's a pretty big chunk of your life where a skeleton didn't really even exist. So I'm actually really curious about that whole portion, obviously, is, as we said, you lived in England for a little while. So I mean, if you want, just take us back to the beginning and uh, let's start the story. I love that analogy of a comet because it's, that's literally what it was. I had no idea that it ever existed. I could have never told you what skeleton was. I really didn't know anything about winter sports ever. So, um, well, who it likes kind being of just cold? exploded so, into my life. No, for sure. I don't get it. No, I, you know, I'll, I'll definitely miss the sport, but I won't miss being freezing and standing mm. around in spandex. So there's that. <laughs> I respect that wholeheartedly as I sit in my pajamas on a beautiful Friday where it's hey, 40 too, something man. degrees out. So let's just keep rocking and rolling. But yeah, I mean, I guess just, just take us back to the beginning a little bit. Tell us about your time. I mean, growing up here in the States, growing up in England, um, and really what, how, how we got to the point of even considering skeleton, I guess. Okay. Um, well, I guess we can start with um, the reason I even wanted to go to the Olympics in the first place. Um, I just so I guess we'll backtrack really far. So I was living in England um, and we had this thing every year called sports day where, which I guess is like similar to a field day in the U S mm. um, which is funny. I've missed a lot, even though I'm American, I miss a lot of um, childhood American traditions. So when friends or people talk to me about it now that like, what the heck was, what is that? And then we finally get to an understanding mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, we, I had that in England too. It's just called something else. So, um, yeah, I was doing a sports day and I actually went to kind of like an artsy school, which I loved and I, I just thrived. I loved performing, being a clown, just singing, dancing, whatever. But I also loved, you know, using my body and being athletic and jumping around, running, chasing people down in the playground. So, um, this sports day, I just, 
I got and I entered myself into like every single event there was and I was just like crushing everybody <laughs> crushed all the boys and I just uh it was just the best feeling in the world I was like whoa I think it's the first time I realized like I'm good at something and um then at the end of the day they hand out awards and mm -hmm, I had like mm -hmm. tons of medals around my neck my mom jokes that I was walking around like the hunchback because it was so heavy but you know that's exaggeration but um and I got a big trophy and my friends were carrying me around on like a little seat you know like how they oh, do oh yeah yeah yeah. that's cute I don't know how cute. to explain it uh -huh, yeah uh -huh. I know what you're and saying. adorable pictures from that day and I just remember just like whoa I'm good at something and um this feels awesome and this is what I want to do and I remember asking my family that day um, what's the biggest medal in the world that you can get or the, like the most mm -hmm. important. And they said, my, you know, my mom said Olympic gold medal. And I was like, I'm going to get one of those. Let's I want one it. of those. That's awesome. So that's kind of how it started. And, um, I just always, I did sports ever since I, I dabbled in kind of everything. I, I never had direction in what sport I wanted to go to the Olympics in. I just mm -hmm. knew I wanted to be an Olympian. Mm -hmm. So I played all sorts of random sports growing up, like uh, so they have netball in England, so it's like basketball, but a little bit different. <laughs> okay, because I was going to say, never never heard I, of netball. I couldn't even tell you what the rules are, how it's different, but because I don't remember. But mm -hmm. rounders, which is like softball, but it's called rounders. Um, I did swimming, gymnastics, track, you know, all, all the all different kinds of sports. Did you play cricket? I did not. That was a predominantly boys sport, okay, which okay. I'd love to see women still it's still predominantly male sport um yeah every time i see it like i've been to uh you know i'll call it a foreign country because i live here i've been to a few foreign countries and it's essentially anytime i go anywhere there it's always on someone yeah. from the country will explain the rules to me i'll understand it and then i'll completely forget it and the next time i see it i'm gonna have to have someone explain it to me again so that one's always that one will always just me. be an enigma and i'll just I'll let it be there. It's interesting. I know they're supposed to hit it. I love baseball. I'll take it. I'll leave it at that. So um, that is actually a really adorable story. I love that a lot. How old were you? I mean, I'm assuming you were what, like seven, eight, nine, somewhere around there? Yeah, I was. I was, I think, seven. I was mm -hmm. seven years old. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? When we're so young, that just, and, and from then on, you're like, well, Olympic gold medal. I remember that feeling and I uh, always wanted to do that. I think that that is super, super cool. So what, um, what actually brought you to England is, uh, was it, family was it business um was your mother or father part of the military what was the reason you were even over there so my mom um my mom just got a job offer with her with her company and she took it she was looking for some change and adventure and um i think it was it was one of the best decisions she made for for both of us you know mm -hmm. it was just me and my mom at the time mm -hmm. um and it was we both agreed that it was like probably the most magical time of our lives so far it was just so idyllic and mm -hmm. like a like a fairy tale like i know mm -hmm. it sounds mm -hmm. so corny but oh absolutely really but was. i love it yeah i love it though no i've been to i went to london um and hung out a little in england and i mean just like going to those castles like totally yeah. like a, it's like a fairy tale it's like a movie like it's nuts for sure. like, i loved it so how long how long were you and your mother there for so we were there um i was five when we moved and then moved back when i was i had just turned five i think and mm -hmm. then moved back when uh we were i was 10 so oh, okay yeah so you spent a pretty good chunk there and uh was it business on the way back too did she was she just offered another position or was it 
time was kind of up or like, what was it to bring you back? So unfortunately, my mom um, got very sick. She Uh was diagnosed with a brain tumor and Mm -hmm. um, thank God she's, she's fine now. She's, she's great now. Um, But uh, you know, it was, it was a pretty severe tumor. So um, her best chances of, you know, coming out the other end and survival Mm -hmm. or, Mm -hmm. you know, not being paralyzed is, was, um, this doctor in at Johns Hopkins university in, uh, Baltimore, I think Baltimore, Maryland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so there, they basically saved her life. Um, so we had, we moved, we had to move back in pretty short moments notice. Um, and kind of life just was crazy. It was, Mm -hmm. we went from a fairy tale living. Mm -hmm. I literally went to school in the castle, like how, like, uppity can you yeah right jeez <laughs> too um but that was pretty normal for uh-huh. England um to you know my mom being sick and um moving back to the U.S. and kind of life was really crazy for quite a few years there but um thank god that she's she's good now and it made us stronger than ever so mm-hmm. yeah. that's awesome well thankfully you know thank thank you to those doctors at uh, Johns Hopkins obviously yeah, they're well known uh yeah shout out <laughs> Please, if anyone wants to come on, I'd love to know. Um, yeah. No, of course, uh, that is awesome. Happy to hear your mom's okay. Everything's cool. You guys are back here in the United States. So that's, yeah, we're you know, we got, we got you on our soil. So that's always cool too. I'm sorry, no castles to go into school here, unfortunately, but uh, we hey, got some other pretty cool things. We've too. got awesome places here too. Exactly. Awesome. Very cool. Well, that's, that's a very, I mean, that is a pretty crazy story. I'm glad, uh, again, everything worked out. So you obviously, as you were saying, you play pretty much every sport and one thing you and I spoke about a little bit, and as I told everybody, you were a track star. Um, so we would definitely love to hear a little bit more about your, your stardom on that side, going to college and, and competing there as well. Because that's one thing I've noticed with talking to a few members of the, the bobsled team, and now obviously you being uh, with Skeleton, is that many, no one really grows up in those sports, really. Like it's very, very, like where are they, like Lake Placid, that's like the only place I'm you know, in the United States, I'm assuming they grow up doing that. Um, so it's always interesting to hear the transition and everything that went on on that side. So if you don't mind um, taking us back to when, when running was, uh, well, I guess, the most predominant sport in your life. For sure. For, I, I was laughing because I thought you were saying that when you get into the sport of bobsled or skeleton, you never, you just stop growing up. And I was dying <laughs> laughing to myself because I'm thinking like, there is some truth to that. I'm still a little kid. I'm still in that castle. I'm still wishing yeah. I was in that castle. We're all trying to prolong adulthood as long as we can. We're like, yeah, oh. I'll throw myself down a mountain. That'll That's be fun. Perfect. That's exactly how it works. That's too funny. <laughs> Not quite, but no, I see where so you're coming I, from. I get what you're saying. Um, no, so I, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I did all sorts of different sports. And um, for some reason, I really took to running. I just loved it. It was the thing that made me feel the best. Like. Mm-hmm stressed out something going on you know at home at school someone's being mean to me in school you know I would just go run and it was always like my release um and so I kind of stuck to that and then um yeah did track in high school um I was you're very sweet and flattering to say I was a track star because I was by no means a track star. I was very average but I had the work ethic so I think maybe that's what made me stand out a little bit Uh or, you know, I just refused, maybe a little delusional or I refused to be told I couldn't do something. So, um, I was like, I'm going to college and getting a scholarship and, and I'm going to the Olympics and I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. 
Um, so a little delusional, but I think it worked out for me a little mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Didn't make it to the Olympics, but I got close. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I was go. I I ended up going to Florida International University, um, and uh, was I only did yeah a year there. Only competed one track season. Wasn't an awesome track season. Um, and that's, you know, when skeleton had kind of come into my life, sorry, I'll backtrack a little bit. Actually skeleton came into my life when I was still in high school, when I was a senior. Um, and like I said earlier, I never went, I never watched any winter sports or did any winter sports. Like I actually, it's kind of sad to admit, I didn't even watch really the winter Olympics because I just didn't understand like mm -hmm. what it, what it was all about. And I just, I didn't get it. Um, but I did when I was in high school start watching figure skating because I just loved it. Mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. thought it was beautiful and I just totally was in awe of the artistry and just their skill. So I would watch, I started watching that every Winter Olympics and I was watching that. And then it was super late at night and I was getting ready to turn off my TV and go to bed. And then um, Skeleton came on right after and I'm like, what? What is this? Like, what? How have I never known what this is? And I remember watching them, you know, they're going down the track in Whistler and like riding the roof lines mm -hmm. and getting thrashed around. And, and then something inside of me was like, I really want to try that. And I still to this day will never know why because I never grew up an adrenaline junkie. I was not like the typical mm -hmm. um, daredevil, really, I don't think at least. Um, and uh, yeah, I was like, I got to try this. So I started researching it and the only two places were, yeah, Lake Placid, New York and Park City, Utah. And I thought, oh, that'll never happen. Of course, I'm still living under my parents' roof. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I'll never convince them to like buy me a ticket out there and like go try it. And, you know, I'm in Florida, so it's never going to happen. So I kind of blocked it out of my mind or, but I would always go like when I'd come home from school, I'd go onto YouTube and watch skeleton mm -hmm, videos because mm -hmm. I couldn't get it out of my head. And uh, I would tell my track coach when I'd go to to uh, practice, like, oh, I saw this crazy sport. It's called skeleton. You know, I can't, it's amazing. It's crazy. And he was just like, you're crazy because you're never going to get to do this because we live in Florida uh -huh. and you're trying to get a scholarship to go to, um, you know, do track or at least just walk on somewhere. Like mm -hmm. you're just, let's focus on that. Like, uh, so, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I mean, you just, you had, you. yeah. I mean, you had this like weird itch and it sounds like yeah. you just really wanted to scratch it. I mean, if that's not like, so, so for me personally, first time I ever even heard of or saw or anything. And, and again, I, I bring it back to bobsled only because cool run-ins. I mean, right. that's like the, like who Disney movie you're like, I'm like seven or whatever. When it comes out, of course, I'm going to watch it. It's about the Jamaican bobsled team. Who the heck doesn't love something like that? So then seeing that and then kind of finally making the connection to skeleton skeleton looks terrifying, dude. I like, I would never, ever want to do something like that. That sounds ridiculous. And you clearly are all about it. So, I mean, when did you eventually, like, obviously, as you said, your coach was like, no, uh, don't worry about it. Go run. Clearly, like, mm -hmm. just, just go run. Stop forgetting it. Like, yeah. think about it while you're running. How's that sound? So right, um, right. when when were you first able, like, so was it before, were you ever able to try it out before you were invited in 2010? Or was it was it always just something that was kind of like this, like, little image that you had in the back of your head that you can see yourself just kind of riding down these 
crazy, crazy turns and mountains, as you said. Yeah, I just, I think I just, um, I never got a chance to try it. I, mm. like I said, I just was like obsessed, weirdly obsessed with it. Like we had this pole. So I did pole vault in high school too. Mm. And, um, there was this drill we would do on this like piece of plywood that had wheels underneath. And we'd practice like, um, mm-hmm. pulling ourselves. I, I can't really explain it, but it was like a drill we did. Um, and I would call it the skeleton and I would mess around in between drills and I mm-hmm. would like sprint and then throw myself onto it like head first. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I never got a chance to like really try it, but, um, my coach out of the blue, what was so weird about it was my coach out of the blue got an email. Um, like a, I would say like a few months later after the Olympics is in the summer, um, asking if he knew of any athletes that wanted to try bobsled or skeleton. And he was just like, he freaked out just as much as I did. He's like, mm-hmm. this is too weird of all the times that you in during the track season that you're talking about this, like, this is just too weird. You've got to go. My mom was like, you've got to go try it. Um, they were doing, uh, combines kind of like, you know, they do mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. NFL type combines yeah, yeah. all over the country. And it was actually a lot of Myers Taylor who was in charge of, um, the recruiting at the time. So she had sent my coach an email, not with me in mind specifically. Like, again, I wasn't on anyone's radar. Trust me. Like I was just a hard worker and that was it, you know? But, um, so he got this email from her. He forwarded it to me. We we're both freaking out. So we decide we're going to go to the combine in Orlando. They um, had one in Orlando. How? Yes. Oh, well, I guess they a combine, they were just testing over. skills at that point, right? Exactly. Like they weren't it's actually testing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first step. So that, I mean, all right, let's, let's take a, let's take a second. I'm 17 year old Gracie. Hey, what if you see this random sport for some reason you love it. And then, Oh, in a couple of years, you'll actually be the best in the country at it. How's that sound? That's pretty cool. Right? Like did that thought ever potentially, like there's no way that you could have thought that. Right. Or was that something like once you were like, Oh wait, I can go to the combine and then, okay, let's see what happens. Like how did, how are you thinking about all this happening? Like this is all such a just random occurrence after random occurrence after random occurrence of turning you into like one of the better athletes in this sport. Like this is nuts. I honestly, like I said, well, first I have to correct you a little bit. I wasn't the best at, no, no, you're fine. I just want to make sure I'm not, you know, I wasn't Uh the best athlete in the sport. I was the best at pushing a sled. (laughs) So I was great. I was on. That's half the I battle, was, right? Eh, yeah, <laughs> like half the battle. Come on. I was working my way there. There but, we go. Um, there we go. But you know what? We'll take the best at pushing a sled. Shoot. You're best at something in the country. It's better yeah. than I'll ever be at anything. So please roll. Oh my with gosh. It. Let's roll with it. That's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for the clarification, but yeah. still, still. Okay. We'll tell 17 or 18 year old Gracie that how would she still react? Probably pretty, you know, pretty incredibly, right? I, on one hand, I think I'd be like, if looking back, I, like I said, I was so, I've always had this like weird, (laughs) almost like delusional sense that I was going to do something or be somebody in something, no matter how obscure the sport was. And I just knew that it was going to happen. And I just, and I think it was just that like reckless, like self-belief, even though it was Mm -hmm. like not, there was really nothing to back it up. You know, it wasn't like I was crushing it it was Mm -hmm. just like I know I have to make this happen for myself in one way or another because I want it that bad 
Um, so in that way, I think I would have been like, yeah, of course, of course I'm going to do that. Like I've always uh -huh. believed that. And then on the other hand, I just think like, how the heck did that happen? Like what the stars had to like align perfectly to like get me to this point in my life. And it was just so weird and I, and a little maybe corny to say, but like, I was really towards the end of um, my high school career into um, The Secret, The Law of Attraction. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, um, 100%, I love that book. And my mom was the one who introduced it to me. And, um, and you know, I was having some tough times. My mom's having some tough times and we kind of really dove into that as, you know, solace. And um, I, I just thought, like, I just believed it wholeheartedly. I'm like, if I believe that I can do whatever, I know it's gonna happen. I don't know how or when, but it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. So I think that honestly was a big part of it. Cause no, how no. the hell else would I have made it up to like plus? I am I am a hundred percent on board with that type of of thinking and mentality. Cause I mean, if you don't believe it's gonna happen, of course it's not gonna believe it's gonna like it's not gonna happen. But if you can if you can think it and truly believe it, I mean, there's always a chance. And clearly, I mean, again, just just going back to you you being at the right school with and always talking about it and doing all these things. And it was after the summer Olympics, which means you saw this two years ago, right? Like, cause the winter games are obviously two years before the summer games. And, and like just all these crazy things happening. And even as you said, your coach was freaking out even more than you were. I mean, let's just like, as you said, the stars really had to align. And it was like a yeah. hundred different stars had to be lined up perfectly. And it happened. So, I mean, let's, let's talk about it. You going your first time, like actually doing what was that like the first time of actually going down and being like all right I've only talked about this for like however many years now well, let's see what happens um well I remember the very first time um our co one of the coaches Don Haas he said you are either going to love it or hate it when you get to the bottom and then that'll be your answer you know you'll know whether you want to you know keep trying this some more and stick to it or if it's not for you and so I was like, oh, wow, that's really black and white. Like, mm -hmm. I'm either going to love it or hate it. There's no in between. So I just remember being so scared but so nervous um, right before I went. And then I just had this weird sense of, like, calm. I was like, well, I could freak out the whole way um, and, like, not enjoy it at all. Or I can give myself an honest shot at, it, at liking it because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like, it looks cool when I watch it on TV, but who knows when you're, I don't know how this is going to feel. So I just remember I just smiled and I'm like, this is going to be fun. And I went and the whole way down, I literally was going, <laughs> like, yeah, this is awesome. I got to the bottom and was just so fired up and so excited. And I was like, let's do it again. Let's go again. Um, and then of course, unfortunately, there's some people in the camp that were like, hell no, I'm never mm -hmm. doing that again, <laughs> which is, which very well could have been me, like, mm -hmm. you know, um, but yeah, so it was kind of like history from there. I, I just was obsessed and I was willing to do whatever to, um, I mean, not whatever, you know, there are some extremes that are bad, <laughs> but we, we understand. We get what I mean. We got it. We got it. We got it. So, so um, you try, I mean, did you then realize that if this was something serious that you were going to continue to pursue, like school would kind of be, have to be thrown on the back burner or how did you kind of deal with that whole side of it? Cause you're really at school for a year at that point, correct? Yeah. Right. Honestly, it wasn't even on my radar. I was like, I've worked so hard in one way or another to get 
to like when I was little, this is something mean I would say to my mom when I'd be in a bratty mood or like, you know, fighting with my mom is like, I just wish you'd send me to a Russian training center so I can just be the best at this is when I was in gymnastics. And she was like, Do you really want that? Like Uh, (laughs) retrospect, probably not, but that is a hilarious thing to threaten your mother with. That is right. Jeez. I was just Hey. You really wanted to go. Yeah, you really wanted to go. That's it's dedication. Let's call that dedication, right? Dedication, yeah. So I just always wanted to be in an Olympic training center and be there and just live, eat, and breathe training and trying to, you know, striving to be the best. And um, so I was like, school, I'll get to that later. Like, I'm moving up here. I'm doing this. um, And I'm going to pour my whole heart and soul into it um, and give myself the most honest shot. Um, And, you know, there are people that 100% are just blow me away and are so amazing. And they do both school and um, train at the same time. I mean, Olympians that do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I, I know I could have done it if I wanted to. Eventually, I did go back to school and take, mm-hmm. took mm-hmm. classes. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I just was never an, a super, I, I don't know, school was always kind of hard for me, certain subjects. Um, it's not to say I'm not, in, I was not intelligent, but it was just the way, just if I wasn't interested in something, I was so stubborn. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to learn it. And I just would do everything possible to not learn it. So I was just like, school, eh, yeah. whatever, you yeah. know? You I'll can always go it. back to school. You can never just go back to trying to make the Olympics. Like they're right. obviously like athletically, um, you know, there's so many peak years school like you can go back to school now you can go back i mean people go back to school all the time right so shoot right gun it let's go let's try for it so um obviously you went for it um hung out up in lake placid for a couple years it sounds like eventually as we were talking about prior you were the national push champion two years in a row so i mean i just think after only starting the sport and then two years later being one of there we go is that better (laughs) one of the best in the country at at a particular portion of it i mean that clearly shouts to your work work ethic that you were talking about before like clearly you're not going to let anything get in your way i mean i guess tell us about that 2013 and 2014 and kind of i mean even what were there prospects of the 2014 games was that like a possibility or was that kind of understood that there was either too many people in front of you or that was kind of it was a little too soon to really put all your eggs in that basket, I guess. So uh, 2014 was no, not at all a possibility. We had mm-hmm. amazing athletes that year. Um, we had Noel Pikes Pace, who ended up go- went going on and winning the silver in mm-hmm. Sochi. Mm-hmm. We had Katie Ulander. Um, you know, we, we had a stacked field. Um, Annie O'Shea, a lot of awesome, awesome girls um, that had been around for a while. I think it was just more so like, setting up my trajectory Mm -hmm. for 2018 um, and really kind of putting me on the map because uh, the year or two prior, I really, I don't think that, and this is the other funny part is even though I moved up there and I had a housing and um, you know, I was lucky enough to live in the Olympic training center and I was training. I really think that a lot of people, (laughs) even the coaches, were and even some of them have admitted jokingly but that they I don't think they thought I was gonna last or I was gonna make it 
Um, one, I was really young. I was really scrawny and like, I'd never lifted weights in my life. And I was learning how to Olympic weightlift and I just looked like so uncoordinated in the, in the weight room. Mm -hmm. And I was just, the way I learn is by like messing myself up. Mm -hmm. So like I was just crushing my life on the track and like, but I would learn, but it was just like, disastrous sometimes i disastrous crash, crashes so i think everyone's like she'll, she'll weed herself out eventually <laughs> but in my head i was like they have no idea <laughs> what's Ooh, coming for them i love it um so i just i just kept my head down and i just worked really hard i embarrassed myself a lot perfect um tons good um, that's good for you yeah. builds character builds character yeah for sure i laughed it off um i yeah. And I, I just came out, I, I went home the summer after my first development season and I was like, all right, I know what I have to do. I know that these people, it was kind of like make or break. I felt like, um, they weren't, I was like, I had my foot in the door, but I also felt like they weren't, um, going to give me much more time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. It's Olympic training center. Like it's cutthroat. They don't have time to mess around, you know, with people who aren't going to make it. So I'm like, I have to make sure I prove to them that I can do this. So I went back to Florida for the summer, trained my butt off. Um, I, in, in like the scorching heat, never trained like that in my life. Like I got on a really good training program. Thanks to my coach, um, Ambrose Serrano, who I, I honestly like, I, uh, credit him with a lot of my successes. Cause he's just, he's been there for, he was there for me since day one. And he really just set me on the track to success, helped set me on the track to success. So trained really hard, came back, um, in to Lake Placid before the season did uh, combines. We have to do combines every year. Um, after you, you know, even after you do one to like kind of get in the program, like blew up the combine. Everyone's like, what the, what like this girl was like this scrawny little pipsqueak last year that like couldn't even lift weights in the weight room and uh now she's like crushing us and like <laughs> and then did push champs and and then won that and everyone's like what is going on this is not how it's supposed to be like and like all sorts of rumors started swirling like oh she must be on performance enhancing oh. drugs yeah that was rough but we shut yeah, that down like, quickly i was gonna say i mean how many drug tests do you need to take, right? Like that's pretty right. easy one to get out of. The, okay. Well, right. people so are jealous. No one else. That's what I'm saying. You were a track star. You have the work ethic. That's more than, that's 90% of it, right? Most people can't do that. And if you can prove it to them, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was, I just, yeah, kept my head down and worked. And then, um, then 2000, you know, and then I did the same thing the next year and 2014 came around and, um, you know, I knew I wasn't a possibility to go to the mm -hmm. Olympics, but, um, I got, I had a life changing thing happen for me. I actually got sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, I will like forever be grateful for them because they were, um, they're just amazing. They're an amazing company. And they, they were the first people to ever like be like, you know, this, she can do it. And a big part of that was Noel um, Pike is pace. She was, she was sponsored by them and mm -hmm. they were kind of looking for what they called like next generation athletes, like the mm -hmm. up and coming that, you know, will make it to the, make it to the Olympics one day. Um, and hopefully win a medal. And so 
I got to go to the, to Sochi to watch with TD Ameritrade. Um, and that was an amazing, amazing experience. And, um, you know, just one I'm going to be grateful for forever. So I never got to go to compete and I I've chosen to not to kind of stop that journey, but I did get to go to the Olympics and witness it. And I got to see some of my friends compete like mm-hmm. on the luge team that I trained with in the summers in Lake Placid. And it was amazing. That is super cool. Yeah. I mean, shout out to TD. Thank you for that. I mean, as we know, most, um, uh, with a lot of Olympic athletes, I mean, most of the income or, or really most of everything that you're going to get is going to come from your sponsors, right? I mean, obviously your family and, and, and community members with sponsors are a huge, huge portion of that. So shout out to them. Um, that is that is absolutely fantastic. I mean, good for yeah. you, good for them. That's so kudos, kudos all around. So um, after 2014, um, you got to go at least see what it was like. I mean, did that did that rev you up even more for the possibility of 2018? And really, I mean, like clearly you were, you were maxing out already, but was there another level that you were just like, I can be here and compete and actually be a part of this and not just have to sit almost from the sidelines and watch. I mean, what did that do for your, your confidence and motivation if you needed any extra moving forward? Oh yeah, that was massive. That was like, that completely lit the fire. Um, even more, I added mm-hmm. more fuel to the fire. Um, and also I think, so a big part of why they took us was, so why TD Ameritrade took us, they took me and um, some other, I think it was maybe six or seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the number right now, but um, other quote unquote next generation athletes. Um, and the point was kind of to um, immerse us into that mm-hmm. environment. So then if, and when we go, it's not like we're going for the first time and, you know, there's a lot of distractions and what to expect. And, um, so you kind of, we kind of got to get that out of the way, um, which was incredible. So it's like when, and if we go, you know, what to expect, what, um, how to keep yourself Mm -hmm. focused and, you know, all that stuff. Um, so that was massive. Um, but you know, I guess then, then not long after that, I got, um, I got injured and, um, I actually really struggled with, um, like severe depression, anxiety. And I kind of got a little derailed after that, mm-hmm. actually very much derailed. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm still going to make 2018 happen. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Um, and you know, it, it didn't for me and there's no one, it's no one's, you know, faults, no one to mm-hmm. blame, but it just wasn't my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just got like that period from 2014 to now was so such an exhausting time. It was such a, such an emotionally and physically and mentally exhausting time that I just, I was gunning so hard for these games and, you know, it became clear that at a, at a point, like it wasn't going to happen, you know, it wasn't, wasn't going to happen the way it was supposed to, you know, I was mm-hmm. supposed to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go to the 18 TD Ameritrade sponsored me with the, I, you know, with the thought that I'm going to be there. I'm going to, um, you know, my federation had put certain, you know, they funding into me with the hopes that that was going to happen. Not that they were singling me out. Mm-hmm, and also mm-hmm. I was earning that stuff, but, um, and then I just, I was just so tired. I was just like, you know, and the number of different other things with how I felt about the Olympic movement. I just thought, you know, I could go another four years for 20 for Beijing. 
but um, I think I'm, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm good. So it was just so weird. This last quad was just such a weird time. It was so exhausting. And just that part of me that wanted to so desperately make it to the Olympics and being a medalist just kind of sort of slowly died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds oh, depressing. Oh, yeah. Wow. That <laughs> but, is, but that's no, heavy. I didn't die, you know? <laughs> no, clearly you did not die. Thankfully. That's the most important part. Absolutely. <laughs> sounded so um, dark. I'm so no, sorry. It's just very, it's very heavy. And I mean, honestly, like I would prefer you, you to be honest and authentic. Like obviously that, that was the main driving factor from the age of what was it? Seven, seven whatever it was you know seven eight nine and and obviously it got you extremely close but obviously there are so many other things it's not just if it was just hey if you do this you'll go mm-hmm. it would be a lot easier right like there, that's not it's not a linear path at all as you we've clearly found out through just the first part of your story um but the last four years as you said the the, the hip injury if i'm not mistaken was pretty severe right like you needed surgery yeah. and there's a lot that went into it obviously as you said a little bit of a battle with depression little big however you want to describe it um mm-hmm. i mean that's not an easy thing to to get through i mean obviously it's cold it's dark up there and like blasted i don't live too far from it so it doesn't help right um and you know all all those things kind of combining together and, and almost creating a um you know, perfect storm, may I say. Um, and it's, it's disappointing, obviously, I'm sure from your standpoint, but at the same time, I mean, we appreciate you representing us on Team USA. I think, you know, not enough of the athletes that don't make the Olympics, um, they don't get enough credit. I mean, you, if, if you weren't there, some of those other people wouldn't be there. You pushed them, you helped them, and you did a lot for yourself. And also, again, you know, competing for us on an international stage, right? It's not like you own the only thing you do, the only competition in, in skeleton is the Olympics right? Like it's yeah. clear there's so many more competitions and you were able to do that for us and represent us on that stage as well. So we, we really do uh, appreciate and say thank you um, for that. And obviously we would have loved to if, if you went to the Olympics and of course you do too, but you know, sometimes it's just not in the cards. You made it extremely far. You put a lot into it. And again, all we can really say is thanks and we appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. <clears throat> no. Please. The pleasure is all mine, Gracie. So as you said, it's kind of, uh, it's about that time, um, getting over it. It's unfortunate, but I mean, it's just, again, just the whole story. It's seriously like it, write a book, please. Like that's really all I can say. Like just that it, it's nuts how all that stuff just worked out. And even if there was some slight hyperbole in there, which I don't believe there was, but every story needs a little bit, right? I mean, that is just so crazy how it all worked out, but you are officially retired, if I'm not mistaken, right? You are yes. no longer. You're a former Team I'm USA member. I'm AARP well, now. Hey, congratulations. My dad, uh, my mom, <laughs> for my dad's 50th birthday, she jokingly made him join the AARP. He's not too happy about it, but it's, oh, it's kind of funny. It's pretty funny, but I digress. Um, but no, so what? Um, what's what's up for Gracie now? What is she doing? What's she looking forward to? I mean, you're, you're literally a year younger than me. So it's kind of funny that you already retired for something at the age of I know. Of isn't that hilarious? Congratulations. So Annie. Thank you. I worked yes. so hard. You worked I very hard. So much money for, to retire on. So <laughs> I just what? bank accounts on bank accounts. Lucky you, man. Ch- I really don't. Please, we need a sponsor. We need a sponsor for the podcast. So if you don't mind, if you just want to <laughs> sponsor, day. that would be great. I need to work on sponsoring myself first. Perfect. I can't even get a dog yet because oh. I can't afford one. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Well, you can get one of those. Le- anyway, anyway. So what is... We're digressing. Yes, but it's great and I appreciate it. What is next? You retired off. Obviously, what is, what's next online? Are you finished with college? You have a couple semesters, classes, years left. What are you doing on that side? And then obviously, what are you trying to uh, 
to get into as your uh, your second career, your second life, if I'm okay. My second life, I'm being reincarnated. Yes, lucky um, you. <laughs> actually, I'd love to be reincarnated as a dog, but then again, I digress. Yes. The golden retriever, um, specifically in my parents' oh, family, but yeah, too much digressing. Too much digressing. Anyway, always the golden retriever. Um. So I, uh, I'm about halfway through school, but that's the other thing is I have no idea. I had no idea what I really wanted to do. I started out with, um, I wanted to when so when I went to Florida international university one, because it's one of the only places that would let me run track and two, because, um, it's, it has a huge international relations program and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted mm-hmm. to, um, you know, maybe work in USAID or state department, stuff. Um, but now, uh, I, I think eventually maybe I'll circle back to that or, or maybe open my own foundation one day. Um, but that's not what I want to do immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, then I started working in public relations. I don't know if that's what I want to do. So I'm about to drop a bomb, not really a bomb, but Ooh. so my boyfriend and I are actually going to move to LA after Christmas. Nice. And we are going, well, I'm going to pursue um, acting. Yay. <laughs> That's awesome. So one delusional dream to the next, but you Why know, not? Counting. <laughs> I mean, shoot, if you get close. So like, all right, all right, let's make a, like a sweet analogy. If Olympic gold was like um, Oscar winning, if you're still like Team USA, like one of the best at something in the country, I mean, you're still like, that's at least Big Bang Theory, right? Like that's hey, still like a sweet sitcom you're on for 10 years. That's not bad. That would be totally winning. That's what I mean. That's, that's awesome. So, oh my gosh, that is too fantastic. What does your, your boyfriend do? Because I've heard LA's like, I don't know, a little expensive. So I think one right. of you has to make money while you're out there. At oh, least. well, I'm going to work. Don't you work? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So what, know, um, that is awesome. Well, congratulations. I mean, that Thank is you. so big, cool. So you have another month promise. pretty much as of recording. This will probably come out like right around that time. So if that's oh, not perfect, I'll be in a little studio closet apartment, um, Lucky. eating ramen noodles. I love the. It's like a quarter a pop, so why not, right? You can you yeah, can sustain. Yeah, that's all I'll be able to afford, so it's fine. That is so cool. Well, what um has has that always been a dream of yours? Like, is that always something, or are you just kind of like this sounds like fun? Let's you. Oh wait, you were up one night, you saw someone doing something, you're like this looks great. You kept watching YouTube videos of it, and you're like, screw it, you gotta try it, right? Yeah, my insomnia has bred a lot of uh of my dreams, my childhood. Love it. <laughs> can't sleep just find something on tv see what happens um, well no i so kind of circling way back to the beginning i so i went to an arts, arts you yes school, oh younger total um, callback how did i forget that i'm sorry it's to- it's totally oh. fine i'm i'm throwing a lot at you um but yeah so i i always was i think i just like came out of my mom trying to entertain people mm-hmm. and like like there's videos of me when I was a, ba- a baby, a kid, like bossing everyone, bossing my cousins around, making them, I would put on a play. They all had to play a certain role. And then of course I'm the annoying bossy mm-hmm. person that has to be the lead, has to have the, like all the best parts. Um, so I always just kind of liked playing different people and being weird and goofy and, you know, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's kind of was always when I was younger, I told my grandma I had two goals in life. One was to become an Olympian and the other one was to become an actress. And my grandma said, well, 
do the Olympic thing first. And this was way before I even had a prospect of mm -hmm. like, that was even an option for me. Like I was young and like, you know, no one could have ever known what was to come. But so she said, well, do the Olympic thing first because you know, your body won't be able to hold up for super, super long and um, do that get, and then, and then get into acting and you can just have a long career in that. So I was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. So <laughs> kept that one in the back of your head, huh? But I also just kind of like forgot about acting. I was just like, well, th my one crazy thing is skeleton. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of put myself in a box. I was like, well, I've put all my eggs in this basket. Like this is my going to be my everything. But then when I realized it wasn't what was really making me happy and like my reasons for doing it weren't the same anymore. And like my why, you know, they, you know, mm -hmm, how like, mm -hmm. athletes always talk about having your why it wasn't the same. Um, it didn't mean the same thing to me. And I always just kind of felt like, what was that thing that always made, what was that other thing in my life that really gave me like, maybe not purpose, but like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. made me feel happy and really made me feel fulfilled. And that was always being creative and performing or writing, or I would make little films with my friends in high school and, um, direct them, whatever, like really basic stuff. But it was the most fun thing to me. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's, I remember I also wanted to be an actress. And then I, you know, I kind of like got used to that idea again. And, um, was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it because I'm going to be 30. I'm not going to be 30 soon, but I was going to say, Hey, I'm only like a couple months old. We're not 30 soon. Give it. No, we're not. But time, I don't even know where these past seven or eight years went. So I'm like thinking ahead, mm -hmm. you know, if life's way too short to do something that doesn't make you feel happy anymore. I don't have to be, yes, this has been my identity for so long. Um, an athlete that's training for the Olympics and trying to reach that ultimate goal. But, um, I don't have to like put myself in that box and, and make that the end all be all of my life if it's not fulfilling me. So I just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. And you know, I could suck. I could, it could get go nowhere, but at least I tried it mm -hmm. and I won't feel like I have any regrets. I so, mean, if you stink at it, then you could always just go back to exactly what you're doing now. Right. So it's not like, like, why wouldn't you try, right? Which is uh, walking dogs and, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds like a blast. You want to be a dog, a dog you walk dogs. I'm sure we could write a TV show about a dog walker. That's easy. Hey. That's good stuff. Awesome. Um, Gracie, this has been absolutely phenomenal. Congratulations on everything. Uh, taking the leap out to LA. I mean, so it's nice and warm out there. So you can take all those six or seven years up in, in New York and just... Now you can go live for a few years out in LA. Why not enjoy right. it? So that's phenomenal. But so last question, Gracie, uh, if you don't mind, um, one thing I want to do is I want to shed light. And, and I know that's something that you're passionate about too, is just on the uh, monetary aspects of being an Olympic athlete. I mean, obviously everyone thinks of the Michael Phelps and the Sean Whites, and I'm not trying to take a single thing away from them. But um, in your opinion and in your experience, what was it like? And we don't want to know dollar amounts, don't worry. But what was it like on the monetary side of being an Olympic athlete and really kind of experiencing that whole I don't want to say experience but that whole side of of the, the coin yeah it's um it's incredibly tough and, and there's definitely more that um can and, and should be done um unfortunately I mean I, I do think that um you know certain federations do what they can when they can but um I think there needs to be more 
um, outreach to more sponsors and um, maybe even more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like events where, like fundraising events, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. anything. Yep. Get create. We need to get a little bit more creative. And, you know, some of that is on the athletes for sure because um, we have the power to, you know, put a, an event up like that but um well i mean the other the 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 devil's advocates at that point is aren't you training and and competing and And then we're working multiple jobs exactly you also have to have a job that's the frustrating part to me you have to have a job to represent us in the biggest sporting event in you know every two years that is just completely backwards to me in my opinion you should be praised and getting more money to be able to do that so that's why i'm i mean that's why i'm kind of doing what i'm doing but i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no no that's totally fine um no but for it's you're 100% right. Like, um, when you work for me specifically, because like I spoke about, I was, I was going all in, like a lot of people do, everyone does go all in, but you know, sometimes you're not able to really do that because, um, I was, I had to pick jobs that, um, were conducive to training. So I couldn't be up on my feet all day or all night because then I had to get up the next day and train my butt off and my body would just fall apart. Mm -hmm. And I know tons of people that like the only job they can get is a waitressing or whatever Mm -hmm. hostess. And that's so incredibly rough on the body. And it's, I think it's really hard for people to understand sometimes it's like, well, you're just standing around. What's so bad about that? It's like you, the, your body, it's just, your body is like when you're an elite athlete, a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. a, it's like a high performance car. And you really have to be so deliberate and careful with everything you do um, with it and and to it because um, it's so specified your training and, you know, you can get injured like that and that Mm -hmm. takes you out of, you know, it can take you out of the season. Um, But so, yeah, I, I personally worked jobs that I didn't have to, be up on my feet as much. So I, I babysat a lot at a local hotel, mm-hmm. um, which I was very lucky to get that gig. But um, I also had to turn down work. That was, and that was really, I think that's really hard for people to understand. It's like, oh, you need money. You're a struggling athlete. Then why don't you do this for work? And it's like, well, I, I really can't because then it's like a trade-off. Then I'm, my, my training's going to suffer and then I'm not even going to make the team and I'm not even going to be able to go compete. So it's like this weird, vicious circle that's, um, really difficult to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I wish that more could be done. I, th- I think more needs to be done. It's what needs to be done. I don't exactly know. And so it's kind of hard for me to sit here and say, um, but, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's not a great um, situation. As I said, that's why I just want to shed a little more light on it. Obviously I, I, we can't sit here and say, well, Hey, every Olympic athlete deserves a million dollars, right? Like we know that that's right. not understandable. And of course, viewership brings sponsorship dollars and, and especially in a sport like skeleton, I think it's super cool. Um, but you know, it's not like it's, it's on, you know, Fox on Sundays at one o'clock. No, that's football. So it's just one of those things where like, it's unfortunate. And you know, I, I know that there is more that can be done considering every two years there's always a report that comes out that says, well, you know how much money, blah, 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 blah. And we don't want to get, you know, and we don't need to get political about it is the money is somewhere. Um, and for some reason it's not getting into more of our athletes hands, right. which is the part that I think is kind of ridiculous. Um, but well, I mean, the athletes are the ones doing the groundwork and, and yes. putting their, their bodies and minds and lives. Time. 
time yeah, time and they um see no return like unfortunately mm -hmm. like you do it because you love it and that's mm -hmm. why we do it but someone's making that money off of them and i just think that's just it's not right you know it's medals make money, but mm -hmm. the athletes are the ones that win medals and they're not the ones who really necessarily make the money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's a broken system. I think we can all agree to that. So yeah, it, it is what it is. And hopefully, uh, hopefully someone will come along and try and, uh, try and change that a little bit, but who I knows? I see some changes happening mm -hmm. a little bit. At, um, right before I left, I, I was able to witness some things change. So I hope that it continues to happen mm -hmm. and I hope that people continue to speak up um you know in a very polite way you yeah know? oh yeah yeah just and then you know i don't know i don't know <laughs> you I don't know. know we don't know what we don't know but man we're gonna keep trying well thank you um thank you for that i i appreciate you being um open and honest and and authentic with us thank you gracie clap taylor thank you so much usa skeleton team usa member for shoot five six years um thank you so much for representing us thank you so much for being awesome and having a great interview with me uh this has been absolutely phenomenal thank you so much this has been so much fun and you are awesome at what you're doing so keep it stop up it. no you stop it <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Gracie on our athletes. As I said, she is super cool. She is so charismatic. I absolutely loved this episode. She was so much fun. All of her uh, socials are in the show notes along with ours as well at ourathletes.us on Instagram at ourathletesusa on Twitter. Um, yeah, make sure to share this episode with Gracie. Uh, tell your friends about it because as I said, she was so much fun. She is so charismatic, so easy to talk to, and I had such a blast getting to record with her. But all of these athletes have some pretty incredible stories. Um, and I really think they deserve to be out there a little bit more. So please like, subscribe, share, comment, rate, review, anything to get this out there a little bit more. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day.